Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis here on Friday morning in Queen City, Texas in our studio out here. 9 a.m. every Friday we're here and right now this is our second session in uh, the book of 1 Timothy and we're looking forward to getting into that today. But before we do, just let me remind us that uh, uh, all of our services, all of our teaching sessions, the Monday and Thursday uh, live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, teachings on Romans are all, everything we do is uploaded to the YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And so I encourage you to pray for us, get your Bibles, your pencil, your paper. Let's learn the Word of God as the truth that it is in its righteous context that it is written. And I like to bring that up all the time. Proverbs 8 and 8 is a, is a paramount scripture for those who want to learn the word of God that says all of God's words are in righteousness. They're only in righteousness, and righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17, and Galatians 2, 21 tells us that righteousness comes by grace, and grace comes through the death of Jesus. So as long as our faith not just was one day when we got saved in Christ and what he did at Calvary, but as long as we're looking at the scriptures in the context of righteousness, which is only that avenue, we'll be able to grow and we'll be able to grow in the good understanding. And the Bible says a good understanding gains favor. So we need to make sure that we are not just learning but we are learning the truth of God's word because everybody's learning, the Bible says. They're ever learning, but not able to come to the truth. Those who are able to come to the truth, and I'm not talking about the first time, the born-again experience. I'm talking about opening our Bibles and being able to come to the truth of what we're reading, the truth of God's word. His name is Jesus, and what he... What he did at Calvary yeah. is what makes him our liberating and daily grace, mm -hmm. grace, provision from God, the grace of God be able to be imparted to us mm -hmm. daily. Mm -hmm. So it's not just learning. It's mm -hmm. learning God's word in the context of the gospel, which is the truth. Amen, Brother Curtis. I'm glad I know that in these last days, for that right there will hold you the course and show you that which is false. And believe me, when it starts to happen, it'll break your heart because it's everywhere. 99.9% .9 of what's being ministered today is not God's word in its righteous context. And be very clear, God says in Romans 1.18 that his wrath is revealed from heaven against all those who hold his truth, his word, in an unrighteous context. Mm -hmm. It says that his wrath is revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and unrighteousness of those who hold his truth in unrighteousness. Why is that? Because when we're not using God's word to point to Calvary, we're holding his truth outside of the righteous context yeah. And all that can be produced in our lives, no matter what we think, no matter what we say, is unrighteousness and ungodliness. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of what appears to be right. It has the form, but it's without the power in the church today. And I'm talking about 99.9% .9 of what you will tune in to hear. They might be talking about things that are scriptural, but they won't be pointing you to Christ. They will only mention every once in a while Jesus Christ, and they'll mention the cross every once in a while, maybe even at the end of the sermon. Some never. But listen, the Bible is about that. Yes. It's not about everything else. You say, well, it's got all kind of topics. The Bible is, Jesus said, was about him. Yes. The scriptures are about me. Well, I like that. That makes it simple for Amen. simple people like me. Amen. Amen. So uh, let, let's not get carried away this morning off down that avenue. But this is First Timothy. This is session two here on the 10th day of January, 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, good to be in 2020. But uh, Paul is writing to Timothy and to the saints in Ephesus where he left 
Timothy, and we'll see it in just a moment. He left Timothy to guard the gospel and to prevent false doctrine from coming into the church. Listen, whenever the gospel is preached, false doctrine is waiting to come in that same door the gospel is going out. The Bible says the devil will even come to steal the word out of your heart. Unless you guard the gospel, he will steal the word out of your heart. How does the devil steal the word out of a heart? He doesn't just come and take it out of our heart. No, the devil takes the truth, the word of God, out of the heart by giving us something in place of it. It's a lie. We, we, if we're not careful, we'll move our faith from the sacrifice of Christ, which really moves our faith from Christ, to the things we're doing. And what he's done, he has snatched the word out of our heart, but he's put another word in it. Same thing happened in the Garden of Eden. You understand that? Same thing, same thing happened in the Garden of Eden. Uh, he, he came and, and he, gave, he gave another word. He, he gave another word. And that word, uh, uh, Adam and Eve replaced, or the enemy replaced the truth of what God had said with another word, and he stole that from them. Mm -hmm. And, well, they gave it to him, really. Mm -hmm. But he is a thief. Mm -hmm. But anyway, Paul left Timothy there, a young Timothy. And, and Timothy had been saved all, not all his life. Nobody's been saved all their lives. But uh, Timothy was a, was a had the scripture since he was a young boy, the Bible says, in in, in uh, 2 Timothy, uh, where was that, uh, 2 Timothy 3.15, I believe that is, let's look at that this morning, 2 Timothy 3.15 says that, and that from a child mm -hmm. you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith mm -hmm. which is in Christ Jesus. Amen. So, so in his second letter to Timothy, he, he, he reminds him that from a child he's known the Holy Scriptures. And, and, and Timothy is a young man that Paul picked up on his second missionary journey. He had a Jewish mother and a Greek father. And, uh, but he was raised up by the Word of God. And what a testimony that is to have known the Scriptures from a child. Mm -hmm. Amen. I mean, he, he doesn't say he's been going to church since he was a child. He says he's known the scriptures since he was a child. Mm -hmm. And that's very yeah. important. And, what a, and that's just what a great testimony that he is to be trained up in the scriptures. For the scriptures, Jesus said, are about him, and he is the way. Mm -hmm. The only way the word of God is our way of life is if we're learning the scriptures in the person and the work of Christ. Amen? Mm -hmm. He is our way, but the way of Jesus is the way of the cross that yes. leads to life, right, leads right. to the Father. Yes. So we need to remember that. But <clears throat> when Paul left Timothy uh, in, in, in Ephesus, he left him to guard the gospel and to prevent mm -hmm. false doctrine from right. coming in. Let me tell you something, folks. Don't, listen, don't be caught off guard by when you hear false doctrine, those phrases, and, and all the wrong things. Listen, it's amazing how somebody can get up and warn against false doctrine, warn against things that are in the church today, and every time they hear it, they, we think it's everybody but in our midst. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all them other churches. We're, go, man, we're good. If they're not opening the Bible and pointing you to Calvary, right. you're the one. Yeah. You're the, and if you're waiting on, thus saith the Lord, get up and get out, you're not going to hear it. Right. What, you, what you've been given is the Bible and the truth of God's Word in, in its righteous context. And when we're not hearing that, and we know we're not because we start hearing it somewhere else. Mm -hmm whether it's television or a broadcast like this or someone on your job. and You've got to find yourself uprooted and go be planted where the, the Word of God is being preached as truth in its righteous context. It is very important. Very important. God's not honoring, listen, us just going and find a place to go to church. God would rather you sit at home if you're in a city or a town that has no church that you're aware of preaching His Word in its proper context. That's more important than your unity, than your fellowship with something that's not right. Because then that just becomes flesh. Right. Nobody's growing. Oh, they think they are, but nobody's growing. And this was a problem. And I'm going to show you. Uh, let's look back. Uh, 
Let me look here at 1 Timothy, and I think it's in uh, verse 4 of chapter 1. Uh, no, it's in verse 3, 1 Timothy 1, 3. Just go down a couple verses, and, and he's telling Timothy, As I besought thee, and that means encourage you to mm -hmm. abide still at Ephesus, mm -hmm. when I went into Macedonia, mm -hmm. that you might charge some that they teach right. no other doctrine. Right. Let me tell you something, folks. When you begin to allow the Lord to bring you back to the cross, mm -hmm. and you got to know what that means. That means you got to now allow Him uh, to, to begin to teach you that that is the focus. Nothing else is the focus. Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Yeah. Nobody's being conformed into the image of Christ unless they're being made conformable to His death. Mm -hmm. See, we're not here to be made conformable unto his resurrection. Mm -hmm. That's coming. Yes, we have resurrection uh -huh. power, but what we're being made conformable to now, the Bible says in Philippians 3.10, is the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. on, this, and on this life we have now, we're to live the crucified life. Right. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. sacrifice. The focus is the cross. And when you allow God to bring you back to that focus... Then your focus is on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then the Holy Spirit can reveal the truth of the Scriptures to you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then I promise you, those people that come back to the cross and begin to be determined more than ever before to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, they're going to, every time they lay their Bibles open, they're going to see warning on this side and warning on that side. The yeah. Bible is full of promise, but it's as full, it's as full of warning as it is promise. Yes. Nobody sees that until they come back to the cross. Nobody sees all that until they, yes, preachers get up and they warn against Mormonism and they warn against Jehovah's Witness and they warn against all this. But listen, there are those that have crept in among them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning because that's why Timothy was left in Ephesus by Paul. He wasn't, he, he wasn't left in Ephesus just to start a bunch of programs and events. Paul said, I left you there. Look at what he says. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> That you might charge some, they teach no other doctrine. Mm -hmm. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Mm -hmm. And the instructions he's given Paul, I mean Timothy, really go beyond Timothy. He goes to the whole church in Ephesus. And, and I want to take you... Back to when Paul was in Ephesus for three years. And we want to turn there in our Bibles, Acts 20 and verse uh, 17. Now, now, and the reason we're talking about this particular subject today is because it's why Paul left Timothy in Ephesus to guard the gospel, to contend for the faith, and to be a defense, a protection of God's people who would choose to remain in the faith and to, and to point out that which is false. Not just other cults and religions, but that which is false in the church, in this church, in your church, to stand against things that we hear that are not right. Things that are false. So, and, and, he, and, he, and he gives him direct orders. And, and let me make a comment about that. The Lord's been showing me this. God's word is not a book of options. Right. God's word is a book of commands. Jesus is the mm -hmm. captain of our salvation. He said that those that love me will keep my commands. Mm -hmm. Now, many are pretending to love the Lord today because he's out of sight. He's at the right hand of the Father, and many are pretending to love Him because they don't really live in a world of reality and don't know, they really don't know that He's looking and watching. And so they pretend. You know, it's like the, the woman who, the bride who has a man who goes overseas and works, and she's writing letters to him like everything's just all hunky dory and oh, how much she loves him, but then she's got a boyfriend at home. 
You understand what I'm talking yeah. about. There's a lot of pretending to love because when I, I, I tell the Lord I love him, but I'm not being obedient to his word and I'm making excuse after excuse why I'm not being obedient, God's in God's eyes, the excuses are not legitimate. All we're doing is manifesting that we don't love him. Amen, brother. No, I don't like you anymore, brother Curtis. I love the Lord just because I can't walk in obedience. No, let me let me assure you. If anybody on the planet's walking in obedience, it's through their faith in the cross of Christ. And if one's doing it, that means all can do it. Because it's done through faith in Christ Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Amen, Brother Curtis. Amen. Amen. Everybody can come back to Calvary and have the power of the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit, to live an obedient life. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get it all right, but we're not going to make right. excuses as to why we're missing it sometimes. Right. We're going to repent, be yeah. brokenhearted, get up, and allow the Holy Spirit to give us the power yeah. because the Bible says I can do most things through Christ. <laughs> yes. Does the Bible say that? No, it doesn't. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ. And that's talking about all things that pertain to the will of God, which is the Word of God. Amen. So, just want to clear that up. See, they, they'll turn me off in a heartbeat. That's, 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 that's too... He's a hard preacher. You wouldn't have liked Jesus. And most folk don't like Paul. They think Paul had something and Timothy had something other than what we're supposed to have today. Mm. Now, let's look at Acts chapter 20, verse 17. We're going to read some scriptures here. And he says, And, and from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called... Who did he call... The elders of the... This, this is not the same. These are the... Supposedly, the elder, the most mature, those who have grabbed a hold of this right. message of the cross, this message of redemption, they they've grabbed a hold of it. And and let me say something about uh, we hear sometimes folk talk about the early church. They didn't really, uh, you know, they didn't really, they and they didn't, they didn't understand until the, what really happened at Calvary, the details of that, mm -hmm. until it was given to Paul mm -hmm. and he wrote the revelation of the cross to the church in Rome. And we have that today. But make no mistake about it, when Jesus, before he's even crucified, Simon the leper, wasn't it, invited him to his house for dinner, and a woman came in with an alabaster box and broke it and poured the oil on his head, preparing him for his burial. So don't tell me folk couldn't have their faith in Jesus as the one who was about to die for them. So, in, so even after he died, they had a little degree of not, if, if they could know that before. Mm -hmm. and, and some did. Mm -hmm. Just like that woman poured her oil on him, preparing him for death. She saw him as the one John the Baptist proclaimed that would come and lay his life down to take away the sin of the world, mm -hmm. the Lamb of God. Mm -hmm. So you know, all the details weren't there, but what he came to do and who he was, some had that. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is have a little bit of it. Right. Amen. Amen. And from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, You know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. The whole time he was there, in verse 31, tells us he was there for three years, that he was always under attack. When you preach the message of the cross, there are always going to be those behind the scenes who refuse to preach it or say you don't need to preach it to that degree. It's not really all about the cross. You, you don't have to make everything about the cross. There's always going to be those gainsayers, naysayers in the background. But let's read verse 19 again. He, he, he says, I was there serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. Calls them out. Poets them out. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, yeah. testifying 
both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice that. I'm not here to talk about and focus on repentance, but listen, look at that again. Repentance toward God, if it doesn't end up in faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ, meaning who he was and what he did, then it's not repentance toward God. Okay, keep reading. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem. Paul is preparing them for his departure. Paul is preparing them for his departure in this meeting with the elders. And he says, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, yeah. except that the Holy Spirit witnesses in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. Mm -hmm. Man, what a ministry. Yeah. Bonds and afflictions await me. Mm -hmm. And let me say something. You may not be called to carry out the exact same mission to the degree that Paul was, but if you're carrying the message he carried, bonds and afflictions await you. And that, my friends, is the ultimate reason why preachers will not come back to Calvary. Because it will bring bonds, it will bring afflictions, it will bring temptation like never before. It will bring attacks like never before. People will literally follow you around and every message you preach, they will be sending messages and emails and they will be talking to the people you minister to at behind the scenes if you're preaching the message of the cross. He says in verse 24, Something very exciting, and I hope it would all pertain to us. But none of these things move me. Neither can I my life dear unto myself. And that's why we're not going to preach the cross, because I'm counting my life yeah. too dear. Yeah. I got too right. much to lose, yeah. man, to preach the cross. Mm -hmm. That's right. So that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. And this is the ministry of all Christians to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. And now, behold, I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, shall see my face no more. He's telling them I'm leaving. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Because I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Paul, Paul says here, listen guys, I'm leaving. I've been under attack. I've, but I've, with tears for three years, given you all the whole counsel of God. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? The whole, the whole counsel of God, which is really the purpose and the will of God. What comes with the counsel of God? And, and Paul said, I gave you the whole counsel of God. In three years, mm -hmm. he gave them the purpose of God for our lives and the will of God. Mm -hmm. And the way to see the will of God carried out mm -hmm. in our lives. He says, watch this now. Here's, here's where we're going. Take heed therefore, verse 28 Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Mm -hmm. Notice he, he acknowledges that the Holy Spirit has made the ones he's called as the elders of the church, the leaders of the church, the Holy Spirit has made them overseers. Mm -hmm. But remember the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything he hadn't, he hadn't heard. Right. And he said, to feed the church of God, which he has purchased yes. with his own blood. Mm -hmm. Now, now, now you've got to hold that right there. To feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Mm -hmm. And what, what the church is fed by, Jesus told us when he was here. If you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, that meant that was pertaining to his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Laid his body down and shed his blood. That is what's on the table of the Lord in the presence of our enemies. That's what's been prepared for us. That is the way the Lord has made to made for us to go through every situation, every trial, every temptation. That is what we have. Through that message comes all the counsel of God. 
And he tells them to feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Watch this. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Right. Now, now here's where we'll stop and we'll say, okay, we got a guard from these wolves coming in among us. But look at what he yeah. says in verse 30. Right. Also of your own selves, you yeah. in this room, you elders, yeah. you leaders, yeah. you that the Holy Spirit has chosen mm -hmm. to feed the flock of God. Uh-huh. Yeah. Among your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things. That doesn't mean perverse like we know it. Being, pervert, being a pervert with kids. or per No, perverse just means that which is crooked. That which is not truth. That which is right. not the way. Right. It's a perversion of what yes. Paul preached. Mm -hmm. Yes. To draw away disciples after their own selves. Yeah. This is why mm -hmm. Paul left Timothy in Ephesus. Mm -hmm. And he tells even the elders before he leaves, this is going to happen. I've given you the whole counsel of God. The, no, the blood of no men is on my hands. I've given you what you need for three years. I've cried with you. I've ministered to you under such great attack. I've not swayed. I've not given in. I, none of that has moved me so that I could give you what God sent me to give you. But even though I've given you all the counsel of God, when I leave, men are going to come in yeah. and men are going to rise up even among you. Yeah. To go to, to 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 go after things other than what God's will will provide. See, you can be called, as we see here, being used of God, raised up as leaders, but then begin to pervert things. See, we have to be careful as ministers because people will, even though they're naysayers and, and people saying negative things at all time, and those things don't move us, but we got to be careful at the other side of that spectrum, people saying, oh, you're the best preacher I've ever heard, and man, I've not heard, pre oh, I've never heard, oh, 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 this is so grand, because there's a temptation there for your head to swell up about the size of a Macy's Day uh, float in the parade uh, and just you know, be carried off in mm -hmm. pride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And that's when we, among our own selves, begin to say things and manipulate the people yeah. of God, exploit the people of God. Let me tell you something, preacher. Your safety's in preaching the cross. Yeah. Because when you're preaching God's Word in the context of God's Word, which is righteousness, meaning Jesus the righteous one and His work of righteousness through which all righteousness flows into our lives, if you're preaching that, you're going to be safe. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. If you if you start moving away from that, you're going to move into this, yeah, this right. group of people. You're not going to recognize those that come in among you that are wolves, yeah. and you're not going to recognize the pride that's in your own heart. Because if you move away from the cross, you're moving deeper into pride. And there are people right now who say that you just don't have to preach the cross all the time. Let me remind you, no matter what you're preaching out of the Word of God, hopefully it's what the Holy Spirit is giving you to preach, whatever it is is coming out of the Word of God. Jesus said it's about Him. How does the Scriptures tie to Him? Because, listen, if the Scriptures are about Him and I don't see how they relate to Him and I'm just trying to relate them to me, it's not going to work out. The Scriptures are about Jesus, yes, I'm in Him. But the Holy Spirit is going to show me the truth. Mm -hmm. He's going to reveal Jesus as the truth to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's always about Jesus. Not because I say it is, but because it is. Yeah. And I've got to see the Word of God as the life that Jesus became. The Word became Mm -hmm. flesh. Right. Jesus, the yeah. Son of God, uh -huh. God Himself became a man. Uh -huh. And the Word of God is God. <clears throat> that means we have to see the person and the work of Christ, who is God, in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. One, Psalms 119, 105, Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Mm -hmm. Jesus showed up in John 8 and 12, didn't it? And said, I'm the light of the world. Yes. Well, see, that's the problem the Jews had. Jesus can't be the light of the world. God's word is the light of the world. But they didn't recognize him as the word that became flesh. Mm -hmm. <coughs> as the one who was the yes. word. Yes. 
But also in Revelation 21, 23, the Bible says the lamb is the light. Yes. So righteously dividing the word, we see God's word is our light if it's in the context of Jesus and what he did at Calvary as the lamb because that is the righteousness that God has spoke all his words in. See, this is something we need to be hearing. This is something that will hold us steady. This is something when something false knocks on the door, we'll look at it and we'll say, no, I don't think so. That's, that's, not, that's not pertaining. To, that, that's trying to puff me up. That's trying to make, tell me I've got to do something. Mm -hmm. Jesus did it all. Mm -hmm. He did it all. Yeah. He, he created the world. Yes, he did. He's redeemed all that will be redeemed, yes. and he's going to judge all. Right. Men, women, all people he will judge. And anything that's being done that's going to be remembered is being done right now by him mm -hmm. through his spirit. Mm -hmm. Or it's going to be burnt up, washed away, and never remembered. Mm -hmm. The other books in heaven, as I mentioned Wednesday night, the other books that are in heaven, the only thing going to be written in those books are the things that Christ did in and through you that brought glory to the Father. Not just all the good things you did and this and that and I did this and I did. No, the only things that are going to be in those books are things written about what Christ was able to do in you, through you, by his spirit that brought our Father in heaven glory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything else is going to be burned up and forgotten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says we're going to be judged by every idle word we speak. And some people wonder about the judgment seat of Christ. We're going to be judged. The Bible says for the good and the bad mm -hmm. we did in the body. Mm -hmm. How many of you know we do good and bad in the body? Yeah. I personally believe that the judgment for all the bad is going to be that it's just all the things that, that weren't necessarily sinful. They just didn't include Christ. Mm. Forgotten, burnt up, gone. Yeah, yeah. No matter what we thought we were going to get out of it, there is no rewards except for that which glorifies our Heavenly Father. And that's got to be done by Christ through His Spirit. Amen. Y'all good this morning? Amen. So I wanted to read that to you in the book of Acts because this is why Paul left Timothy in Ephesus because before Paul ever left Ephesus, he called the elders and told them, I've done all this. God sent me here to do all this, to give you all this. And now when I leave, this is going to happen. Yep. But Timothy, you stay. Stand. Ah, Timothy. Ah. And this is a letter for Timothy because he's left there in this. Yeah. But it's not like Paul was leaving him in a mess so Paul could get out of a mess because Paul was in a mess wherever he went. Yeah. His life was... What most Christians would call, man, I don't want any part of that mess. Mm. But let me tell you, you may never have the experience that Paul had to that degree. But if you're clinging to that nail-scarred hand, Jesus said if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Man, if, 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 the world, if the world can't see anything different about you other than that you're just a nice person, the world needs to hear from you mm -hmm. as to why you're a nice person. Mm -hmm. yeah. When you begin to tell the world that you're the way you are because your faith is in the only thing God has given humanity to place their faith in, His Son and what He did at Calvary, I guarantee it, you're not going to be nice to them anymore. Even though you're still a nice person <laughs> and they thought you were nice, but when you point them to the only object of faith, that narrow way, yeah. you're no longer nice to them. Right, right. Because you've now placed that which God has placed before all humanity, which is absolute truth. It is not subjective truth. Mm. Truth is a man named Jesus. And he said, when you know that truth... Mm. The truth will make you free. That's him mentioning the cross. Mm -hmm. Because only the cross is, is where we find our freedom and there alone. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're just a nice person and everybody thinks you're nice and, uh, and all that, well, tell them why you're nice. Mm -hmm. You tell them, listen, this is where the, the godly living in Christ shall suffer persecution comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, God forbid people know us because we wear long sleeve shirts means we go to that building over there. Mm -hmm. We don't wear makeup. That means we're a part of that group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's all stuff we're doing ourselves, trying to be like each other instead of be like Jesus. Uh-oh. You're making folk mad this morning. I'm not nice anymore. So, so, not only is this letter an encouragement for Timothy to hang in there. It's a letter for you and me to hang in there. And these these letters, First and Second Timothy and Titus, have been called, I believe it began in the 1700s. It's not always been called this, but it only began, I read about this to some degree, that it began in the, in the 1700s uh, to be called the pastoral epistles. But it's not just to Timothy. This is the word of God to the church that was then in Ephesus and the church that is today. And you may never be a pastor, but you should be tending to God's people nevertheless, loving them and feeding them with the same thing that you're eating. You may not be called to be in a pulpit to be pastor, evangelist, pastor, a prophet, teacher, apostle, but you're called to feed the flock of God. Yeah. You're called to be a witness by the way you live, a witness by your testimony of the blood. You're, and these, so you may, you may never be a pastor, you may never be an elder, but what's written there should be striped for by all. Yes, it should. Because it's really a testimony of Christ working in us and through us. And that's powerful. So uh, it's not only a, a letter of encouragement for Timothy to hang in there, but it's also a letter of instruction as to how the body of Christ is to function. Yeah. See, the body of Christ didn't know that. Mm-mm. And let me say this, powerful statement, you don't know it just because you have the Holy Spirit. Right. If that were the case, we wouldn't need a New Testament. we just know everything. Right. Right. I got the Holy Ghost. I know it all now. Yeah. No, you don't. No, no. We have to be taught. That's we right. have to learn. Yes, we have sir. to grow in grace yes, and sir. knowledge. Yes. But it's the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ That's is right. what Peter wrote about. So think about that. That's pretty powerful. Uh, and there's only one way to grow, and it's in grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. And grace only comes to us through our faith in the death of Christ. Not just because we were saved years ago and now grace just happens. Grace comes to us daily through the denial of self, Mm -hmm. that which may be trying to hinder me from keeping my faith in the work of Christ at Calvary. By the way, that's how we know if our denial of self is biblical. Mm -hmm. If the result of me denying myself is me being determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified, Mm -hmm. That I'm not trusting in anything but Christ and Him crucified again today. Mm-hmm. That's how I know if my denial of self is biblical. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, you can follow me. Mm-hmm. If you deny yourself, mm-hmm. take up your cross daily and follow me. And so that's pretty powerful. And, and, and think about this. What Paul was given by the Lord, it was not in the Bible. Right. He was right. given the revelation of how his body, the church in this age, should function, uh, should operate in order. Mm -hmm. The gifts of the Spirit, the structure of services. He even talks about uh, how many times tongues ought to take place, an interpretation, that it ought to be done decently and in order. He wrote that concerning the gifts. Mm -hmm. Not that everything ought not be done decent and in order, but the context of that statement is concerning the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Wrote that to the church in Corinth. But just because you've got the Holy Spirit doesn't mean everything's just going to go according to the will of God. Paul had to come to Ephesus. He had to preach for three years with tears. The men who got saved and sit under him for three years and became leaders in the church. And and, and then he told them, people among you. So it doesn't just happen because you've got the Holy Spirit. It doesn't just happen because you've got the baptism. <clears throat> with the Holy Spirit. Right. These people were filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. These people were chosen by the Holy Spirit to be leaders in the church. Mm. But Paul says, when I leave, some of you are going to draw me into yourselves. Oh, man. Mm. 
See, it don't just happen. You have to fight daily to take up your cross. But the first step is the denial of myself. That's exactly right. <coughs> That's pretty powerful to me. Yes, amen. So, uh, and, and, and let's don't move away from this too quick that uh, Paul was given uh, the instructions on how we're to function. Yeah. Two-thirds or more of what's written in the New Testament was written by Paul mm -hmm. to give us the instructions as to how to function, how to have order, how to how to honor parents mm -hmm. and all that. And, and why? Mm -hmm. Why mm -hmm. do we need to know that? So that we can represent Christ on this earth. Yes. What God mm. gave Paul to give mm. to us, the church, is what we need to know. The knowledge we need to know so we can be able to understand what it means to be led after, to walk after the Spirit. Mm -hmm. mm. Most people think they're being led by the Spirit or not. These men in Ephesus, I'm sure that when... That happened that Paul talked about. They thought they were still being led by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just because you think you're being led by the Spirit doesn't mean you're being led by the Spirit. Yeah. The book of Romans and Galatians hold us steady the course of what it means to be led by the Spirit, to walk after the Spirit. And simply, in a kindergarten way, it means as long as my faith is in the cross of Christ, mm -hmm. that the Holy Spirit is going to be able to now legally lead me. Mm -hmm. Because, see, there is a law of the Spirit mm -hmm. of life in Christ Jesus, which speaks of Calvary. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he can't lead me. He can but be grieved if I move my faith away from the cross, which is the work Christ did, to something now I'm doing so that you will look at me and want to be like me. And think I'm high lifted up and that I'm the leader you should submit to. And even though preachers walk in that capacity, if I have to tell you to submit to me, it's like me having to tell my wife, you need to love me. If you got to tell somebody yeah. to submit, yeah, no. preach the gospel, and those who have ears to hear yeah. will find their that's place of order in the yeah, church. Everybody right. else is going to move on to where it's chaos, and they'll think they're in order there, but it'll be chaos. Mm -hmm. Reminds me years ago, I worked at a work table, had a person working right beside me. And I'm just one of those people keep my scissors right here, my tape right there. And the reason is, is so when I want my scissors, yeah. I won't have to spend half an hour looking for my scissors. Right, right. They're right there where they go. But yeah. this person over here, you can look over there, and it just almost made me nauseous to look right. at that table. I'm like, I'm telling you. And one day we were friends. I said, how do you get anything done and all that? And they, they were deceived enough to tell me I work better in this. <laughs> Because you don't. You can't. While you're looking for your scissors that's buried up under who knows what, man, I'm just working circles around you, putting my stuff back. This deception. Deception means I don't know that I don't know. But I think I do. Amen. So, uh, you know, and I don't want to read that too fast. To, to point out, we don't worship Paul just like we don't worship Mary. Right. Because those were people just used by God. Yes. He wants to use you. Yes. And we're not to be worshipped. We're not to be highly exalted. No. We are to be honored. Paul is to be honored. You're to be honored. Mm -hmm. As the body of Christ that you are. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. And different positions have different levels of authority. Different, different honor. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the Godhead. You've heard me say it recently, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're equal in unity. The Holy, the Holy Spirit is not less than God the Father. Right, right. They're equal. The Bible says they're one. Yes. They're one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. they're one. Yeah. But also, there's an order in the Godhead right. when it comes to God dealing with men. Right. And I believe God did that for the purpose only of redemption. So that we could, uh, he sent his son. Mm -hmm. God the Father loved us so much, he gave his son. Mm -hmm. And God the Son loved us so much, he gave himself. And God the Holy Ghost loves us so much, he keeps giving us the truth, if we'll keep hearing it, right. of what the Father did because of his love for us in the Son at Calvary because he loved us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But there's an order there. Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I see my Father doing it. I don't speak anything unless I hear my Father speaking it. And then he said, when the Spirit of truth comes, he's not going to do anything of his own authority. He's going to only speak that which he hears. Uh -huh. That's right. So God shows us this order even in the Godhead so we'll know as we look at him and the order in the Godhead that there has to be order in the church. We were created in His image. You want to learn more about yourself? Look at Him. Start learning the Word of God, who is God, and there you'll learn more about you as a child of God. That's good stuff. That's just fabulous stuff to know that, that He loves us and, and everything about Him. That's why it's the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ we have to be growing in, learning and growing in. Not some learning of a denominational setting and always boasting of, of, oh, of what generation of this I am. That. Listen, listen, I'm a product of Calvary. Yeah, I'm a product of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. And praise God for all he's done in my life. But I'm not here to talk about all that God has done in this. And I'm here to talk about what God did in Christ. Hallelujah. Because that's the... People have heard for years good testimonies. But really the testimony from heaven is that God gave his son. Hallelujah. Yes, that's right. And that's the testimony we carry. And yeah, there's a time for testimony about things God's done for us in our past. Hopefully that will encourage somebody else yeah. to, to, that if they will place, if they're hearing the message and the word of their testimony being that through yeah. which God did those things uh -huh. we're testifying uh -huh. of being the blood, uh -huh. then they can place their faith in the blood and have the same testimony. Uh -huh. A victorious testimony. Amen. Amen. But if you think about it, God gave Paul this revelation of what would bring order and structure mm -hmm. to the church and, and, and gave the church gifts. Mm -hmm. And nobody's exalted above anybody. Mm -hmm. And I've seen men exalting men. I've seen it, honor is due, absolutely. But we, we just go far beyond what that means. Mm -hmm. I've seen men take a, a, a walk a preachers in and holding their briefcase for them and pulling their chair out. And I, I'm not making this up. Pulling a chair out for them and, and actually uh, going and making sure they're the only ones that touch their silverware and put it there on their... I've watched it happen and stand right there behind them like soldiers at arms while they're eating. I've watched all that. I've seen all that with my own eyes. We take the word honor and we move it from Christ and what he did at Calvary to men. We exalt men. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we do that is because we want what they've got. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know what I want? I want what Christ has because I'm an heir of God with Christ Jesus mm -hmm. and all that pertains to him. That's what I want. And don't take this the wrong way. We're to honor Paul. We're to honor Mary when we see her one day. We're to honor everybody. Because we're all children of God. Oh, yeah. And there are ministers that need to be honored. And, and, and the Bible says even elders are worthy of double honor. Mm -hmm. But that don't mean we exalt them. That no. don't mean we want to be, uh, we want to strive to be like them. We want to strive to be like Jesus. Yes. And yes, people should be a living example. And I, man, I wish I prayed like she did. I, I, and that's okay. And you know, if God sees your heart and your heart's right in that, he'll teach you to pray. Amen, Brother Curtis. Amen. So, this is a letter of instruction for the functionality of the body of Christ and for the minister. But are we not all ministers of reconciliation? Yes. Yes. The Bible says we are. True. We're all ambassadors of Christ. We're all ministers of reconciliation. Doesn't mean we'll get up and declare the scripture a hundred mile an hour. Uh, uh, I mean, doesn't mean we'll get up and, 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 and be the, the, the pastoral head of a church, if you will, the under shepherd uh, of a church, but it does mean we are here to minister the message of reconciliation. And, and he says here in, in verse two that th I'm writing this unto Timothy, my own son, in the faith. Uh -huh. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And Paul would open up many of his letters <coughs> with that statement because it is God's will to give us more grace, mm -hmm. to give us a greater experience of his mercy and peace, mm -hmm. and that it does come from God our Father mm -hmm. and Jesus Christ 
our Lord. The Lord speaks of Jesus when he became to us because he was humbly and obedient. He, by humility and obedience, laid his life down. Was humble and obedient unto death. That's what the Bible says. Why God exalted him, gave him a name above every other name. Mm -hmm. Because he humbly and obediently mm -hmm. suffered death for us all. Mm -hmm. So you can't leave. If, you, if, if the Holy Spirit would have left Jesus Christ our Lord out of many scriptures, we'd have just been in big trouble. Yes. Because God our Father to the Muslims is not the God our Father to us. And I know there are bad, bad, bad people today, ministers claiming to be Christians on the earth that say we serve the same God as, oh, as Muslims. That's not and they got some big churches here in America that people are flocking to. All in the name of love. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. The cross is the picture, the manifestation and the expression of God because God is love. Mm -hmm. And 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says that God manifests that love at Calvary. Yeah. And Calvary is the only way to the Father. That is it. Yes. Jesus is the only way, but the yes. way of Jesus is Calvary as the Lamb of God. Ain't no other way. The Muslims aren't going to heaven. No. The Mormons aren't going to heaven. Right. Jehovah's Witness aren't going to heaven. Right. All the, unless they repent and accept one man, yes. one way. Yes. To the Father. That's right. Jesus Christ through the blood he shed, That's not right. and something we do. That's not and so when we say well yeah okay with that but we also have to yeah. we're t we're saying that with our lips thinking it with our minds but with our hearts we're telling God I see that that wasn't enough yeah and if that wasn't enough uh, that means I don't believe in that if that wasn't enough mm -hmm. I don't believe that worked that's right but Jesus my that's Jesus right. the one we read about in the Bible says. It is finished. That's right. Amen. Well, if it's finished, brother, why yeah. are we still here? Because we're living out what he finished. That's right. That's right. We're carrying out by his spirit right. what he finished. What he finished. Right. The plan of redemption. Yes. He came and supplied what we needed. That's why Paul could say just after three years, man, I've declared to you the whole counsel of God. Think about that. Paul didn't have all the New Testament like we had. Right. And in that day, when he was traveling, when he was writing this to, to, to Timothy and, 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 and the church in Ephesus, he didn't have everything yet that he was going to get, and, and none of the other writings were there. But he's writing this. And he and because some people would say, Well, man, I've been preaching 20 years and I hadn't I hadn't preached the whole counsel of God. So how did Paul preach the whole counsel of God in three years? Mm. Under attack! Mm. <laughs> because the whole counsel of God right. is taking the word of God that you have That's right. and looking at it That's right. and seeing the blood of Jesus yes. looking to Calvary. Mm -hmm. For there alone is That's what makes it. God's word sharper than any two-edged sword. That pierces through all the deception that's out there, all the flesh that's out there, the sin nature, the world, the devil, everything that's out there. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword because of the blood of Jesus. That's it. And if you are just sharing the word of God in the light of Jesus and what he did to become our light at Calvary as the Lamb of God, then you are declaring the whole counsel yes, of yes, God. Yes. If I just get up and preach, uh, husbands love your wives because the Bible tells you to. Mm. Women submit to your husbands because the Bible tells you to. Mm. Husbands and wives submit to each other because the Bible tells you to. Mm. If that's all I do, I've done a poor job. See, the Bible says, husbands love your wives as Christ mm -hmm. loved the church and gave himself for it. Uh -huh. Reference, the cross, that's where he gave uh -huh. himself for us. Everything points to Christ and him crucified. Mm -hmm. Everything. So what they had in that day, Paul used that under the unction of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to point to Christ. That's it. 
It all points to Christ. It doesn't point to my denominational realm. It doesn't point to men. It points to Christ. It's about Christ. He is the author and the finisher of my faith that only comes from hearing the word of God in its righteous context. Mm -hmm. The proof of that is the first time faith came to you, the first time God imparted to you that measure of faith you have, when God himself moved inside of you and you became the temple of the Holy Spirit, is the first time you expressed from the heart faith in that righteous work at at Calvary that Jesus provided for you. That's what allowed him to move in you, give you that measure of faith, save you by grace, justify you, and many other things we could list this morning. Mm -hmm. Because God honors faith in his word in its righteous context. Mm -hmm. And that was, you believe Jesus was the righteous one from heaven. Laying his life down so that your sins could be traded for his righteousness. He took all your sin and gave us all his righteousness. Mm -hmm. And any fruits we bear today will only take place as we keep tasting the same death he tasted by grace, Hebrews 2 and 9. Mm -hmm. He tasted death by the grace of God for all men. And as long as we keep tasting that death, the death he tasted by faith in what he there did, then our declaration will be, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. For the cross of Christ yes. is the full counsel of God. Yes, amen. That's it. It's where God began yes. from before the foundation yes, of the world, sir. and it's yes, where sir. he said, Yes, sir. I finished it. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. good news to That's me. Right. Amen. If you're working to try to make a name for yourself, if you're working to try to leave a legacy for yourself, all you're ever going to find mm. is burdens mm-hmm. and heavy laden. Yes. That's why God sent his own son into a dark world to do the work for us so that we can find rest for our souls. Mm-hmm. I don't have to work all my life. I'm not talking about going to work daily. you got to go to work. I'm talking about working to try to be something for God, working to try to have something with God, working and just, it's never going to work. I'm, and really, we're, we're doing that because, I don't want to get into this, but we're, we're working all that because we really have forgotten what we're trying to overcome is death, and we can't, Jesus overcame death at Calvary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Think about that. We just want to be remembered. Death, I mean, we're, we're so, and I don't want to get into this, we're about to close, but man, we, we don't deal with death properly. We'll eat, man, we paint people up like they're going to get up out of that casket the next day. Well, they ain't. <laughs> no. There's even a place in California that sells shoes to put on the deceased. I mean, we dress them up and paint them up because everything in us is still, even at the funeral, fighting against death. Mm. You ever think about that? We want to leave a name for ourselves. I was here. Mm-hmm. Curtis was here. Don't want to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Jesus already overcome death. Mm-hmm. He's already won. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this letter yes. we're going to get into to Timothy and the church in Ephesus and to all today who have ears to hear is really going to give us some great direction. Going to give us the learning we need of Christ and His way at Calvary because what we're learning in God's Word is the wisdom of the cross of Christ. That's what we're learning. That's where God's wisdom comes from. Colossians 2, 2, and 3 says all the treasures of God's wisdom are in Christ. Mm. Think about that. Mm. They're in Christ. That place where the law of the Spirit operates, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And you know, that's speaking of the cross because at the cross is where God saw us being immersed into His Son. So this is going to be a great study. This is going to be spectacular because number one, it's the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I still believe the Bible is the Word of God. Yes. I still accept it yes. today as His Word to me. Yes. And the only avenue through which faith comes and the Bible says... Faith, our faith overcomes the world. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that's hindering you, whatever it is that's fighting against you, whatever it is that's uh, attempting to keep you from just 
uh, wholeheartedly, going 100% after faith in the cross. Whatever other things you've been taught, whatever other things people are saying behind the scenes, don't put their persons, don't give their persons any honor when it's somebody trying to lead you away from being determined to know nothing but Calvary, mm -hmm. nothing but the blood, nothing but Christ and Him crucified. For at the judgment seat of Christ, the only things that God, that the Lord Jesus Christ will consider good, that we will be rewarded for that's good, are the things that the Holy Spirit was allowed to do while our faith was in the cross of Christ. That's it. Nothing else will be will we be rewarded for outside of what Christ was able to do in and through us. God bless you. We love you. Do me a favor. Share these messages on social media so that other portions of the body of Christ can begin to hear the truth and grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll see you next Friday at 9 a.m. right here. And until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then. Amen. Amen.